and welcome to the Paranormal Taurus. My name is Tom Jordan. I'm your host. To my right, hey. to my right, as ever, is Danny McGellan. Say hello, Danny. Hello, Danny. Every time. Um, and sitting many, many miles away from us, but feeling as though he's right in front of us, is paranormal expert Ross Andrews. Yachida, inspired by the daffodils outside my window, obviously. That's what it was. Ah, yeah. We do have a great showing this year. They all seem to be growing inside decrepit bushes and things. There's some there. Sort of Maybe we should trapped. Um, do the garden. Let's not do it too far. <laughs> well, here we are. Hello to yet another episode of the Paranormal Tourists. Welcome if you're joining us from nearby and from afar. If you're joining us from... Uh, international territories from across the waters do get in touch and let us know that you are listening to our very social media outlets is that a thing social media outlets it is now it's a bit clunky but how can you catch us on social media danny mcgill i'll put you on the spot here mm-hmm. we go okay yes yeah, so you can follow us on twitter at paratourists with an s on the end you can search for us on facebook the paramour tourist you can also join our Patreon. So if you look for the Paranormal Taurus on Patreon and you see the little spooky ghoul eyes and our content, that is us. And you can support us at many levels. Also, if you are from uh, all around the world, we talk about a variety of things. But if you um, are from, for example, um, well, anywhere, uh, let us know and we can have a look at some places near you and maybe come see you and investigate or chat. But what if you're not from anywhere, Danny? How do you go with that? And if you're not from anywhere, um, yeah. then please knock three times. What if you're from somewhere specific elsewhere in the world, but not from all over the world? Not, what if you're not that well-travelled? I, um, I regret many things in We life. still want to hear from you. <laughs> we still want to hear from you. Um, so I'm going to talk this week about quite a big one to talk about. This is the prospect of Whitby Pub in London, in old Londinium. And one of the things that's exciting about it is it's more or less having its 500th birthday. And now it could technically have been last year. It might be this year. It seems to be a I bit up in the air. Around 1520 is when it was first on the, uh, on the scene. Um, originally called The Pelican. And then at some point called Devil's Tavern. Ooh. And part of me feels like that maybe was a bit of a nickname for it. But... Is, this, is this very much a case of the philosopher's broom, where if you replace the handle um, and then you replace that, is it really a 500th anniversary if it's a different pub? Well, I mean, it looks pretty old, so, I mean, is that enough? Is that it's good like, enough? It's like the Sugar Babes. Is it still the Sugar Babes? Allegedly, it was around when Henry VIII was on the throne. Good. I haven't fact-checked that, but... <laughs> Alleged, that's why I said that. I've, I, that's why I started with allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. And it's one of the, I've seen it kind of referenced a few times because it is the place that has the, it's referred to as execution dock, or it's that area anyway, where they used to execute people by hanging outside of the building over the, over the, obviously over the sea, over the River Thames, which. I so said you, you were executed by hanging around outside a pub. No, no, that's, that's what would be a worse fate being hanged over the Thames or being dropped into the Thames as your execution it's pretty um, I think it's been pretty rank for a long time certainly back then yes yeah uh, the Thames was the most dis- well it was a sewer basically the whole place was a sewer and at one point in the Houses of Parliament they used to hang curtains I think it was soaked in lime or something like that to soak up the smell and the stink that was coming through the windows. And back then they used to think the miasma, 
uh, would cause plague and outbreaks and stuff like that because they didn't necessarily realise that cholera was causing all the disease. They used to think it was smell that, and the ether that would cause disease. So, yeah, particularly unpleasant place to be. Can't be good for you either way. Well, that wasn't really in the centre, so you're o- you were okay, just about. As long as you're not being executed. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> so, and I've got references here to three... Three ghosts. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there okay. may be more, but these are the ones I've got kind of on up in front of me. So the first one, which really dramatically refers to as the executed, and these are essentially the criminals who were executed at Execution Dock. God, they and must a- have taken ages coming up with that um, that clever name for them. Well, it's a good dramatic name, though. The Executed. doesn't have to be too, I like it as a name. And, and apparently employees at the pub have reported coming face-to-face with these lost souls who've then disappeared. I mean, it says that people have got the impression these phantoms were seeking revenge against uh, Judge Jeffries, who's the man who condemned them to death. But well, they've um, they've left it a bit late. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. You missed it. You missed it. He caught the last stage out of Dodge. Train anyway, going anyway. Um, the... Another, okay, really, really um, appropriately, is the man himself. So apparently, Judge Jeffries enjoyed so much watching the deaths of the people that he had condemned that he had a special window built to uh, overlook the execution dock so he could have a little look, little little peer down as they were dying. And apparently, people have, have reported seeing a man gazing out of the window where he used to... Set. For for people who don't necessarily know who Judge Jeffries is, I think we can sum him up by uh, so if you if you're not British and you've never heard of him, he was known as Hanging Judge Jeffries. So he had a reputation for enjoying uh, stringing people up. He loved a good hanging. It makes him sound quite cool, like he was kind of maybe a bit of a yeah. I feel like they needed to call him and like blues kind of like hanging bastard judge. judge Jeffries. Not to be confused with Judge Judy. Judge Judy and executioner. <laughs> who does not ha- who did not build herself a window uh, to watch people hang. I feel like that's really important. Well, I don't so. think so. Yeah. No, I'm pretty. I'm okay, pretty sure. Yeah, confident. Yeah, pretty that's sure. what it is. Uh, and the last one I've got here is um, listed oh. here as mole cut cut purse, mole cut purse. But apparently, that's a name that was simply given to female thieves. But a a young woman Tom, wearing Tom. Tom yes. the, the cut purse would explain to other people as well who don't know the historic. Uh, derivation of that a cut purse your purse was tied to your belt so it's not like a purse that you would have in a handbag or something like that a purse was like a little bag that was tied around your belt so somebody would come along they would cut the purse strings and it would just drop off of your belt that's where the name cut purse comes from so again a lot of time was spent coming up with that a ye ye oldie (laughs) purse they cut the purses what could we call them Someone's in the background. I just call them Cut Purse. We haven't got all day. It was the same day they named the fireplace. I, lo- I love that, the fireplace. It's the placement of the fire. No, it, it, it I, I feel Simple. like... Simple. So I'm just exactly angry because right. my whole life I've never really... It was only recently that I was like, God, that's lazy. It's a dangerous thing to start diving into. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of it. There's a there, lot yeah. of it going on, yeah. And I'm angry at all of it. So, but apparently there is, there's the ghost of a young woman wearing a doublet and breeches and smoking a pipe. And she and she hides in the dark corners of the uh, of the prospect of Whitby. 
It's got it's well known for its family friendly atmosphere. It's got one of the best beer gardens in the city. <laughs> Apart from the, uh... assuming you can avoid the uh, the spirits of the damned and the uh, <laughs> and and the and the haunting ghosts. It's very good for kids. There's a swing. Admittedly, it's a swing with a loop. Uh... <laughs> it's a rope swing. <laughs> yeah. Over Amazing. the sea. Over the sea. Why do I think it's the sea over the river? I don't know. You're but there you are. That's the prospect of Whitby, which. Well, actually, the problem with their celebrity ghosts, where they're saying uh, Hanging Judge Jeffries uh, haunts the place, it's very similar. I would put him at number two, or possibly number three in the charts of ghostly appearances, with King Charles or Anne Boleyn being the, the top one or two there. He's supposedly haunting hundreds of places. Very busy. Oh, it's one of those that if there's a celebrity attached to that building and it's haunted... It makes no difference whether it looks like them or not. That's the thing that they say, oh, yeah, it's haunted by this person. Yeah. Uh, King Charles was um, supposedly haunts like about 10 or 20 different castles and so on. But basically anybody that has like a goatee or whatever, you know, a moustache or something and dressed in that style, they go, oh, that's King Charles. When in reality, probably everybody that wanted to be friends with the king would have worn exactly the same stuff for quite a while. It's if there's a celebrity name attached to a place, that will be the ghost. Good chance it could be a lookalike. Well, he haunts one. I think you've possibly been there. He haunts the Skirid Inn as well. Do you know the Skirid Inn near Abergavenny? I've not been to the Skirid Inn. In Agabaveni? No, not in Agabaveni. In Abergavenny. Agabaveni. The Skirid Inn. Agatha Benny. Agatha and Benny. Who's Agatha Benny? Is she right Poirot? No. But um, near Abergavenny, there is a place called the Skirid Inn, and it's quite famous in the ghost hunting world. And I think Derek Akora possibly channeled Hanging Judge Jeffries while stood on the staircase, which is where he apparently hanged people. So you could get a good view because it sort of spiralled down like that and the, the body would fall down the middle. So, yeah, he, um, he's seen in quite a few places. It's not just the only place that hanging Judge Jeffries will appear. I'll come back to this, Skirid, when it gets around to me. I... Well, there you go. So, how are you linking? What are you doing? What's well, the... I'm going to have to... Extra- extravaganza. Linkfest 2021. So, you mentioned paranormal, and um, <laughs> I have... Stop, <laughs> and I have a paranormal question. Scraping so, the barrel, but yeah, I got you. Yeah, I've got to be honest, it's not one of my strongest, um, I won't lie. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read this directly. So this is a question from uh Chris from Swindon. Hi Chris. Hi Chris. And he would Hi, like Chris. to know do you reckon ghosts interact with each other? And then he's put like go to parties, hang out, chat. <laughs> is there some kind of Facebook for ghosts? Phantom book. Uh, <laughs> I would say There's a lot of belief systems. I personally do not believe that you go to heaven and hang around and all that. I think once you're dead, you're dead. And to me, ghosts tend to be some kind of, like like we've said, stone tape, like a video playing over and over again. Or in somehow you, like maybe a time slip or something along those lines. For two things like that to interact, it's not possible because they're not sort of like entities that have any kind of thought process behind them i would say i've never seen any evidence or stories where ghosts in any way interfere with another ghost from a different time period 
Now, you will get ghosts, you'll have entire armies and battles going on. And obviously those ghosts are interacting in some way, but they were there in the same time period to start with. And it is just an image of them sort of replaying what they're doing. Ghosts that can interact with people tend to be more sort of poltergeist type activity. If there's a visual aspect to it, they don't tend to actually physically interact. They, t- they tend to be the ones that walk through the wall or totally oblivious to you stood there and will walk straight through you, that kind of thing. The ones where you're interacting, they tend to be either audio, like knock three times if you can hear me, that kind of thing. And there's explanations that you could have about that which are, and it's magic with magic explanations, where it's something that's psychokinetic and the person asking it is creating the sound without them realising they're doing it, that kind of thing. So I would say I, I've never seen any experience or experience or seen any evidence of that happening. Oh, OK. I think that's that's sad. Sorry, Chris, were you, were you planning on meeting up with some other spooks when you... <laughs> Chris is trying to organise like a get-together in the beyond... Um, is, is this one of those fantasy dinner party things where it's like, yes, I'm going to have Mozart and I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> he wants to know how realistic it is that he could invite some dead people around. Yeah, I, I sort of... Um, and I'm a huge I mean, that's fan a different of thing the... that could get you arrested. Yeah, true. I'm a huge fan of the... Um, I think it's BBC. Oh, uh, BBC series Ghosts. I thought you just meant... Yeah. I'm a big fan I'm of the I'm a big BBC. fan of the BBC. <laughs> is that the one made by the Horrible Histories? Chris? The Horrible Histories, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I absolutely love it. But yeah, so what we're saying is that that is... Um, are we saying that that's not factually correct? I don't think it's a documentary, but it could be as accurate as the historical facts in Horrible Histories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That's, that's what like, all my history knowledge is based on. <laughs> I, I'm a big, big fan of horrible histories. My daughter absolutely loves them, has read all the books, but there are a couple of sort of more legends that they're very good at explaining it and going back and correcting themselves. But there are a few, in the, certainly in the earlier ones, which were a bit more legend-based rather than factual-based. So they, they have made a couple of mistakes in the past, but they have corrected them since quite often. Good. I was going to say, I, love, I just love them. My two are a little bit too young, really, to really get into it, but we do watch the series and I am. Um... Well, can I, can I recommend... Because we last time we were uh, zooming, um, we did recommend going onto YouTube and watching a few things. Watch uh, if you've got kids, then and well, even if you've not got kids, a great way of learning history is to allocate the time period to the monarch at the time, so you can understand whereabouts a historical element is. The horrible histories, kings and queens song, will give you a very good way of learning what order all the British kings and queens come in. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That is not at all paranormal, but absolutely excellent. No, I want to learn that song. Yeah. Well, we'll be putting it on when we finish. Don't yeah. you worry. <laughs> but it's well worth learning that for the sole reason that when you're talking about ghosts and you go, well, hang on. So if we're talking about King Charles I, when did he appear? Was he before Henry VIII or was he after Queen Victoria? <laughs> now, if you don't know that one, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was um, that was the question this week. Great. Thank you, Chris um, from Swindon. And then the other thing that I'd been researching, and I use the word loosely, uh, which I think everyone knows at this stage, I was on TikTok uh, because 
Because the research is nice and short on there. That's all. Yeah, and I am a mid-30s mum cliche. So I I was on uh, TikTok and I came across one that basically recommended these three new paranormal films. Now, I'm always quite disappointed with a lot of paranormal films. Like, there's some cracking horrors and there's been some incredible... So when Paranormal Activity first came out, I think that really reintroduced the genre and really kind of freshened it up. But there's also, <clears throat> and I love all of them, so this isn't a criticism, there's some god-awful horror films, paranormal films out there. However, apparently there are three new really good ones to check out that have a slightly different angle. It would probably be a good good time to uh, name them, and I can't remember them, what the names are. I have got it in my saved right. TikToks. So I'm going to, um, so this week I'm going to set myself a little challenge and I'm going to watch all three and I'm going to see where that leads me uh, in terms of uh, what little bits of phenomenon we'll get to talk about next time. So my research this week is I've been on TikTok and uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. If we're going down the horror film route, we take a film like The Exorcist, which actually did do a lot of research in how it should portray an exorcism. Uh, it didn't get it completely right or anything, but it's uh, thought of as a cursed film. I don't know if you know this, or we've talked about the curse of The Exorcist. Uh, yes, uh, I've heard of, uh, not necessarily with The Exorcist, but I've heard of, because isn't The Omen supposed to be a cursed film as well? Yeah, and so is The uh, Rosemary's Baby as well. So if you're going to go down a cursed film route, those are the ones to go for. The Omen is a great one, with several deaths associated with it. Uh, when they flew over from America to London for the premiere, the first plane that had, um, I think, is it Gregory Peck? I think it was. Was it Gregory Peck plays the dad? I can't remember. Yeah, that. yeah, Gregory Peck, yeah. Yeah, their plane got struck by lightning uh, as they were coming over and had a very, very bad flight. And then the next plane, which had another cast member, and I can't remember which one, that got struck by lightning as well when that one was flying over. There is somebody, uh, one of the legends, it's reasonably true. Um, there's a bit where somebody gets decapitated by a glass. Oh, the, yeah. I don't want to say too much if you haven't seen the film. It's very, very good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. One of the special effects guys, I think it is, had a similar fate happen to him in a car crash in Germany near a town called, is like Omen or something like that. Or, um, oh, yeah, I've read about this. It's like two yeah. M's or something. It's like Omen or... Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of death associated with that one. And there's a theory that when there's a film that features the devil, it's the legend is that he doesn't want you to, to see it. So Rosemary's Baby, Exorcist, The Omen, stuff like that, the really sort of big ones are supposedly cursed by the devil because he doesn't want you to watch it, which to me makes no sense because surely it's the opposite. He, it would be God not wanting you to watch yeah. the publicity for the devil. But yeah, there's a lot of legends with those. So if you want to watch some cursed films, dig out those three. Amazing. Okay, I'll add that to my list. I'm down. And there's a, there's a very old one, which was sort of a documentary called Haxen, or Hexen, which is, I think, a Swedish black and white silent movie as well, which you can watch for free, which was all about witchcraft as well. So I'll, I'll have to send you a link to that one. Amazing. I will I will watch those and maybe set up some reaction cams for the for the pa for the Patreons? Patreons? How do we say it? I don't know how we say it. Friends of the show. We can split it into friends of the show, 
and the freeloaders that just watch the free stuff. <laughs> no, uh, that I do not mean that. I love all the people that listen to our show, regardless of whether you're able to. But th- that implies that we also have friends of the show and haters of the show. And- <laughs> now, the problem you've got, Tom, from my aspect, where recommending places, the prospect of Whitby probably isn't open. Definitely not. But I think the one of the ghost sightings was outside as well. Yeah. It br- brings me back, like you're saying, it's their... 500th anniversary but i think the building technically burnt down or most of it burnt down about 100 years ago and so all that's left is the floor i think of original building yeah 19th century a fire was started in this tavern almost burning it to the ground oh so they decided to rebuild and name it and that's often when ghost stories really kick off when you're doing rebuilding work what you'll find probably is the old parts of the building will be the part that still has a particular haunting. And if there's any building work that happens around that, and we're really expecting this year to get a big plethora of ghost stories because a lot of places are either closing down or they're taking this opportunity to do some rebuilding work and relaunching some point this year. The news is not good on COVID and it looks like it's going to be worse this year than last year for a lot of places. So some things aren't opening, but a lot of places had quite a bit of money spent on them in the last year to be refurbished, thinking they're going to open again this summer. That might not happen, but when there's rebuilding work, quite often we're going to get a lot more ghost stories happening. So we're the paranormal world is kind of bracing itself for an influx of builders' stories. And we will keep you posted on any we hear. Maybe get some of the builders, or chat to some of the builders. So if you're a builder... (laughs) And you've seen a ghost. When the London pubs do open again, and it's in Paranormal London, book one, there's quite a few in there that you can go to. Another one of the famous ones, and it's a lovely little pub to find because it's quite hard to find and it's tucked away and you wouldn't believe it was in London. It's the Grenadier. Do you know that one? Oh yeah. That, yeah, yeah. I th- I feel like we've walked past it when we went on that um, ghost bus, mm. which is something we will talk about another day because that was. Well, big... I, I will leave the Grenadier, the stories of that place, for another time because I think they're filming something there at the moment as well. So it, it'll be something we could talk about in the future. There is a book uh, also. I don't know who published it, but of haunted London pubs. So when they do open up, you can go on a massive pub crawl and go around all the haunted London pubs. Uh, the which the Grenadier is one of them, and the Grenadier is a lovely one because it's sort of tucked away somewhere in a back street. Yeah. But also features in Paranormal Tourist Guide to London, book one, which you can get for free. You can. Danny. All you need to do is uh, sign up to our Patreon, uh, which you can find on patreon.com, uh, and search for the Paranormal Tourist. There are several tiers. You could become one of Nana's favourites. You could become a rival of number one fan, John. Uh, there are a, a number of options, um, including one where you were just uh, able to support us to continue. But several, uh, all or all of the tiers, in fact, have some bonus uh, features and bonus content and various uh, books that we w- normally sell on Amazon. But we will gift PDF versions and um, and physical copies in in some instances. Uh, there's even a tier where there's an opportunity to come on and be in an episode with us and choose the content. There will also be, we'll end up doing some live ones, hopefully, which will get, you can come and be a ghost gimp. Yes. Hey. 
Trouble is, we can't put that one out just yet because we have no idea when... When live... Yeah. yeah. When, when live events are happening again, we have ready-to-go plans. Is it oven-ready? By... It, it is oven-ready. No. No, I am not using... <laughs> actually yeah, I don't want to use any of that clichéd uh, gump because we're actually planning on doing it. So <laughs> we, yeah, we have a lot of, we have events all ready to, um, to get booked in and invite you all. And Patreons will have priority booking and discounted tickets and all, all sorts of VIP treatment. So we will, we will keep you posted. It only gets more exciting as things get less plaguey. Until that point, for people that want to go out places, the only things we can really recommend at the moment we're in this weird time period where schools are kind of opening up, but Sage, which is the people who do all the um, scientific advice for the government, are saying don't go anywhere because we're about to have a massive peak of people and so on like this. We talked about this a few weeks ago where we said, generally speaking, any castle is haunted. <laughs> and these seem to be about the only places you can kind of really get to at the moment within walking distance. And if you're in Wales, they're, st they're sort of opening stuff up at the moment, but it, you still can't actually drive around the country because it's still in lockdown. Scotland are slowly opening stuff. Scotland is one of the better countries because they've got very good response times to COVID and things like that. But um, all of their castles in Scotland are haunted. There is just no getting away from it. But the good thing about it, in Scotland, most of their castle grounds seem to be haunted as well. Now, we've talked about a lot of these before. And if you have a look in our books, there's quite a few places there that you can visit. Near-ish yourselves, there's places like Hastings, where the first Norman castles in this country were built. And that one's haunted. You could get along to that one. There's a, a woman that's seen on the hillside walking down from the fort and she's seen carrying a baby. And the story is some sort of weird hooded figure that's seen carrying a baby up and down this hill and possibly killed herself and her baby and is grieving forevermore. So it's a lovely happy note for you there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that does seem like a chirpy point to, uh, to wrap it things feels, up. It feels right. <laughs> yeah. I haven't got anything for you on that. I... Oh, that's all right. You, you only really have to say goodbye. Well, there's the whole, you know, music. Oh, wait. <laughs> Speaking of music. Do I, do I hear, do I hear drifting across the ether the sounds of uh, UK's most popular ukulele rock band? Who have got their, a new podcast out, a video podcast. Go on their YouTube channel. There's somebody who looks just like me on it. I'll get my piano out. They're called Frankenstein's Lobster. <laughs> for those of you that are new to the uh, are new new to the podcast, Frankenstein's Lobster, check them out. And you can hear them drifting in now as they stand outside the studio, tuning up, waiting to Paul waiting for their team. Paul finally arrived for the podcast <laughs> recording. It's never going to hear the end of it. All that is all that remains is for us to say goodbye. Goodbye. Au revoir. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.